Dolly Parton, Instagram filters and engagement rings. January trends are looking pretty good at the moment. Welcome back to Trends. My name's Kaylee Hillier and this is the podcast where I just love talking about trends. It's all right there. Trends are fantastic. There's just little things that make you happy. And January has just been full of some very, very odd trends. Some big ones have really, really taken off. I'm excited to look at them today. And of course, we might even pick up trend of the week. I apologise for my voice. I have got a cold at the moment. But you know what? Hopefully, this doesn't sound too bad. Because I realised recently when I recorded my previous podcast, I'd just finished watching Love Island for the day. And... I was listening back whilst I was editing the podcast and I realised there's this woman on Love Island who is a Bristolian and I grew up in Bristol and she had like a really, really thick Bristolian accent. And I then went to record my podcast after watching Love Island and I had such a thick Bristolian accent. Like it just came out. When I'm around Bristolians, my accent comes back a lot thicker. And so I feel like... Obviously just watching, is it Shawnice on Love Island? With her thick Bristolian accent. Obviously I shouldn't be coming back and recording a podcast after watching that because my accent suddenly became really, really thick Bristolian. I mean, it comes out anyway in little points, but man, yeah, that was coming out thick last time. <laughs> so you're just getting all the different aspects of my voice. Today we're going for the cold sounding voice. So let's get into it, just tangents. The first trend that we're going to have a little look at this week is from Dolly Parton. Can you see where this is going yet? I mean, come on, it's a big one. Who would have thought that uh, the superstar herself, the country singer... The legend, that is Dolly Parton, would come out with a trend, develop something that became a trend. Well, she did, and it is the Dolly Parton Challenge. I haven't actually done this yet, partly because I just don't know what pictures I would pick, but I I love the fact that it's such a simple thing that's been done and yet has just exploded everywhere. The Dolly Parton is fairly, fairly straightforward. She put as far as I saw it, this picture ended up on Twitter, on her Twitter account. The tagline is, get you a woman who can do it all. And then she puts up a picture, which is like a collage of four pictures. So it's sort of like gridded together, four pictures, emphasising what each of these different social media outlets are there to do. So you've got LinkedIn, and she's a picture of her with a suit on, looking quite business-esque. Facebook, much more family-friendly. She's got like a... The Facebook one looks like like a portrait, like a professional portrait photograph. Very sort of conservative, sort of torso shot. Instagram, she's is looking much younger. She's got a guitar in there. It's a black and white image. Um, of her very, very picturesque image as well. What looks like um, a sort of run-down door, very urban or sort of, you know, it's kind of gone for more rustic 
probably yeah rustic's probably a good word for that rustic look and then the last one is tinder where she's the one she's she's wearing i think it's a bunny play suit um yeah it's like a pink back deep pink backdrop and she's wearing the bunny play suit which let's be fair you know it's tinder you want to get a date she's gone for the sexy photo it's all right there so those four photos with the captions of which social media outlet they are put up as a grid and very simple very simple idea i'm surprised nobody's done anything kind of similar to this before and yeah get a woman who can do it all you know linkedin facebook instagram and tinder there you go. What I love about this trend, though, is it kind of emphasises the difference between how you would use the different social media outlets that we've got. I mean, I don't know why she picked those four specifically, because obviously now you've got other ones as well from your TikToks, YouTube. Twitter's not on there, you know, it's one to think about. And you get to see how everybody kind of interprets what they would do on each one of their social media platforms. A lot of stars have been doing this. LinkedIn, you're looking a lot more business-esque. You're trying to sort of you look like you're, uh, you know, you're ready for it. You're at work doing that thing. Instagram is where you want to go for the really fun, playful, very photogenic photograph. Tinder is basically where you just want to look like you want to get a date. You want to look your hottest. You know, this is where you want to flaunt it. And just show people how sexy you are, because, you know, you've got to do it somewhere. I think the one that throws me off is Facebook, because I feel like everybody does Facebook slightly differently. And to be fair, like, I still have Facebook, but it's probably the one I use the least now out of all the social media platforms. I think it's because, like, most of my family are on there, so I hardly ever post stuff to my Facebook profile. It just doesn't happen that often. I don't even know why. <laughs> I've just transitioned to speaking about my feelings on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> and I have started to get into TikTok a little bit more, mainly because it's really addictive to watch TikTok videos. I'm not very good at TikTok. Don't ask me to do a TikTok. I'm, I can't dance. So don't ask me to do a TikTok dance. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but this is the thing, like, you have to have find four very different photos of yourself to make the dolly part and challenge work and I feel like I could probably do an easy one for LinkedIn and Tinder like they come like they're quite apparent Instagram I'm sure I could find some sort of photogenic image that I could use Facebook's the weird one though because I'm like well what would I do for Facebook like I like Facebook I kind of put everything on it that I would put everywhere else so Facebook's an odd one I suppose, like, looking at what other people have done, it looks like Facebook's kind of more the family-centric one. So there's lots of people with images of their families or their pets, stuff like that. So maybe Facebook, when you're doing the Bolly, Dolly Parton... The Bolly Parton... <laughs> the Dolly Parton Challenge, Facebook, you need to go for the family-friendly type one. But I love looking at what other people have chosen to do for the Dolly Parton challenge. There's so many celebrities who have done this. 
Miley Cyrus did an interesting one because it looks like it's all from the same photo shoot, but just like different poses slightly. So you've got like the LinkedIn one where it's just a lot more sort of a conservative sort of pose. She's got hands in her pockets. Tinder, she's got, you know, she's flaunting a little bit of skin and very playful with the camera. Instagram, you've got much more photogenic again. Fun, like, angles for that one. And then Facebook. Facebook, again, is uh, is quite a photogenic photo in the sense that it's sort of fun pose, but slightly more conservative than your Instagram. A lot more family-friendly pose as well. <laughs> You wouldn't be necessarily putting your Tinder photo on your Facebook. <laughs> One of my favourites is Mark Ruffalo. He did it. And I don't know where he did his photos from because some of them some of them are fantastic. LinkedIn, he looks like he's a college professor. He's like reading a like what looks like quite an academic book set in the classroom setting. I mean, definitely like trying to give off those sort of professor vibes. Even though, why would he need a LinkedIn profile? But hey, it's Mark Ruffalo, he can do whatever he wants. Instagram is him and a bunch of mates, which coincidentally are like, you know, Marvel buddies. There's Robert Dowry Jr., Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth having a fun, fun little time. Now his Tinder picture is fantastic. I don't know what gave him the idea to do this. Whereas everybody, a lot of people have gone for quite this sort of sexy look going on Mark Ruffalo I mean he's very he's very good at just giving that little little bit of comedy value and so he's got a picture I don't know what he's doing but he's got like a towel round his head um he's got like a obviously his uh chest's out and it looks like potentially just come out of the shower it's so good Probably not the type of thing you might see on Tinder. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I've never used Tinder. I've used some other stuff, but not Tinder. But to be fair, it's very playful. Winking as well at the camera. I mean, I think he's won that one. It was so good. And then Facebook, I think is my favourite one, is also very good on his, on his four photos because Facebook almost looks like some sort of stock image. It's just... It's like... A very weird, it's a very weird photo, but it's like him smiling at the camera with like the peace sign. It almost looks staged or like it could be a stock photo. I don't know what's going on, but it's like a very generic one. But it's almost like slightly creepy. I don't know what, I don't know how he's like done it. But yeah, I mean, I think that's why the Facebook one always just throws me off. And when this challenge came out, I mean, it literally took hours for people to jump on it. And then, of course, companies and celebrities were jumping on it. If you look at the Friends Twitter account, they've done one for, like, each of the Friends. The Twilight Saga. Why the heck they still have a uh, a Twitter account? I'm glad that it's still active, even though mov the movies have stopped. It's still going strong. They've done one for Edward. I mean, it's literally everywhere, and I'm... You'll probably seen it, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter or even Instagram, people doing the Dolly Parton challenge, embracing it. I've even seen some people who didn't do Facebook, but they did one for Twitter instead. Although 
I, I open a lot of photos on Twitter. It's more like GIFs and stuff. But hey, if you think you can get a good visual image to represent you on Twitter, go for it. I'd love to see what you come up with. If you have done the Dolly Potter challenge, I would love to see it. So you can uh, you can tweet me at Kaylee Hillier. I'd love to see what you've done to kind of represent those four different mediums to just put yourself across and how different you can be in all of the different platforms. I think that's one of the fun things about the Dolly Parton challenge. It's so easy and also like it lets you show off maybe like four different sides of yourself that you would only show on these different platforms in different ways. Like what you do on Instagram is not necessarily what you're going to put up on LinkedIn, is it? <laughs> or maybe tw Tinder, you're not going to put that on LinkedIn, are you? <laughs> but this is the great thing. It allows you just to kind of like explore all those different areas. I need to do it. I just need to kind of knuckle down and find the good photos to use. Now the next trend, the next trend that I had way too much fun with is Instagram filters. Now obviously Instagram filters have been around for a while, we use them all the time on Instagram stories, they're good fun, but recently there's been a trend in filters that has just kind of blown up and it's the sort of who are you going to be type of thing. It's the filters where it puts like a, it scans your face and then puts a image either above your head or below your head. And it kind of has like a randomized with loads of images and then it will tell you who you are. So for example, like which Disney character are you? Which Harry Potter character are you? Which 90s toy are you going to be? This... I mean, I remember it starting off with, like, which Disney character are you? And then I feel like that got so popular that so many other people decided to start creating them. And then there are loads. And they're still coming out. Like, it hasn't stopped yet. This is probably going to carry on for a while. When I saw this happening, I didn't, like, do it straight away. Because I was kind of, like, enjoying just watching everybody else on the stories doing them. And I wanted to kind of save it for the radio. But I didn't realise how, like, the filter thing worked on Instagram. I probably should have, like, learnt this. <laughs> so I, like, go, go on the Instagram stories thinking, oh, it's got to be a filter for that. Oh, wait, no. For the first time, I've delved into, like, the pot of Instagram filters. I didn't realise there were so many. I also didn't realise that you can make your own filters. I thought these were just things that, like, were sponsored or whatever. But no, you can make your own filters... And then people can use them. So most of these multiple selection filters are things that somebody's created. And you can't necessarily find them on the big kind of Instagram world of filters. When you look through, I mean, it took me so long. I didn't even find them in the filter section of Instagram. What I had to do was like Google these filters where somebody had talked about them and given a link to which Instagram account it was, which creator had created it. So then I had to go on Instagram, find the creator, go to their profile, and then where you have like the diagram with the different sort of, you know, 
people's Instagram photos. And then you can also, if, they may, if they've done Instagram TV, there's that. And then you have tagged photos. Well, if somebody's made some filters, there'll be another selection with their filters on it. So you can click on that and then you can see all their filters. And then you find the one you want, click on it. You can obviously see them using the filter and then add it or you, you can use it there or you can add it to your saved filters. You can make a little selection of your saved filters. That's what I did. So I saved them all. So now every time I go on Instagram and do a story, I've got all my save filters there and they're so easy to get to. Took me a while to get there though. Oh my word. And even when I've like shared stuff, I get people messaging me on like, where did you get the filter? I want to use it. And it's so complicated to describe to someone how they find the filter and use it themselves. I feel so bad. I can try to like think of an easy way to say it. But it doesn't always come across that way. <laughs> so I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that if you are trying to figure out how to use them, this has helped you in some way. <laughs> but there are so many of these. So I, I actually saved a load of filters up and we thought we'd do them live on the radio because why not? What could go wrong? <laughs> uh, one of the ones I was actually like overjoyed with was which Disney character are you? Because, like, there's a lot of characters. And I, I wasn't sure what to expect. I didn't think I would get a Disney princess. I was so chuffed. First time using it. Got Ariel from The Little Mermaid. I mean, she's a big character. Also, she can swim really well and she's got red hair. And she can sing so good. So, I feel quite chuffed about that one. <laughs> I thought I'd get, like, a side character or something. <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't want to use it again now because I don't really know if you'll be able to beat Ariel. I mean, it'd have to be somebody pretty good, somebody pretty big to beat Ariel, like Mulan or something. Like my favourite Disney princess was Mulan, but like Ariel's fantastic. And if I could ever sing as well as she can, like that would be amazing. <laughs> you know, like how you go on like BuzzFeed and you do the quizzes of, you know, which person are you from this film? It's like that, but without any of the work. It's great. We did do the Witch IQ Are You. The only problem with that is the fact that I don't know what classifies as a good IQ and what doesn't. So, although mine was like 103 or something, so I feel like it was kind of average. I don't know. I <laughs> probably shouldn't be taking the IQ test unless you actually know what it means. Probably a good idea. Which emoji are you? Which? What are the ones I've had tried? Oh yeah, like 2020 predictions. Mine was travelling, which, hey, if anybody knows where I'm travelling to in the next year, let me know, because I'd love to find out. That'd be amazing. If I could travel anywhere, I would love to do Japan. I think Japan would be so cool. So good. Also, because that's where Power Rangers are from, and Power Rangers is awesome. Just saying. Which Pokemon are you? Now, I knew <laughs> I do need to give a little bit of context here, because I enjoy playing Pokemon. Like, I had Ruby growing up as a child. Obviously, I wasn't the biggest, like, diehard fan. I just enjoy playing them. My brother, my younger brother Jack, is a big Pokemon fan. I mean, he went to London when the Pokemon Centre was there 
and he queued up from about two in the morning to be able to get through that door and get the special London merchandise. I mean, he is a big Pokemon fan. <laughs> but I thought, like, I know a certain amount of Pokemon. I probably don't remember as many as I did when it was, like, the first line of Pokemon because those were the big ones. I mean, I remember watching Pokemon on Saturday morning TV and you knew kind of like a lot of their names. You had the Pokemon cards and all that. So I thought, I'm fairly safe here. But we did this on the radio. <laughs> and which Pokemon are you? Now, I was not expecting there to be as many Pokemon as were going through the selection. But what was worse is the fact that like it looked like it was like the 150 original Pokemon. Which is fine. However, <laughs> the Pokemon that we got were not like the big ones. And so I was looking at these pictures on... Of course, I'm on the radio, so people can't see the pictures that we got. So I'm thinking, oh, I should be able to name these. No, because they weren't any of the big ones. I had no idea what the names of these Pokemon were. I felt so bad. Because I was like claiming, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of Pokemon. I know stuff. Apparently not enough, because I couldn't name the Pokemon that we were. I was like the fire evolvation of Eevee. I, like, even now I couldn't tell you what they were. I, when I was editing the video for, I did a little video on, um, on YouTube of our experience using these filters, and I had to call my brother up and be like, okay, tell me what these Pokemon are called. What's really annoying is I've probably caught them on Pokemon Go, just didn't pay attention to what their names were. <laughs> and then what's worse, what's worse than that, is the fact that one of them, the Max who was presenting with me, he, oh, I can't remember the Pokemon's name now, it's rubbish, it's so bad. <laughs> so he got like a Pokemon that looked like a crab. All right, and I was like, oh, I know this Pokemon, yeah, it, you know, it's the, it's the evolvation of a different Pokemon. That was completely wrong. I was like, I was so off beam. It was embarrassing. No, this was like, yeah, it was just, it was bad. It was so bad. <laughs> so, the only downside with the which Pokemon are you is it doesn't tell you the name of the Pokemon. You've just got to get it from the image and hope that you're okay with that. So good luck with that one. Hopefully you won't be as embarrassed as me. Now, if they've given me Bulbasaur or Abra, I mean, Abra's my favourite. Give me Abra any, any time of the day. I would have been able to name it right there. But no, I just had to have some spurious random Pokemon that I couldn't name. It was so sad. And then what threw me off as well, some of them you have to obviously like get it ready to film you start filming they don't tell you how to use the app how to use these filters until you're doing it and <laughs> so I'm live on the radio and some of these you just you get the filter up and it immediately scans your face and starts doing it's like multiple selection thing and then it will just magically stop on one so we kind of got into this false sense of security that that's what they were all going to do. And then I got the which Harry Potter character are you filter up. And I'm sat there, live on the radio, and it's not doing anything. And it turns out you've got to like 
push the screen and then it will do it. So we had like this awkward moment. My heart was sinking because I was like, oh no, this is not working. But it was okay. I touched the screen and then everything was fine. <laughs> I didn't get a very good Harry Potter character. I got Alistair Moody. Which, okay. Like, he does some good stuff. But when you compare him to, like, Harry Potter, Hermione, or even Dobby, or even Snape. Max got Snape. How good is that? Then I got Alistair Moody, who dies. That was, that was sad times. These multiple selection things just keep on going. And I feel like the more ideas people get, because it's a free reign on people creating them, it could go anywhere. One of the more recent ones I saw was, which Pingu are you? Now, I don't even think Pingu's that international. I don't know which countries have Pingu. I mean, I grew up watching Pingu. But yeah, you could find out which Pingu you are. Mine was a puddle on the floor. It's fantastic. I'll find out which Pingu I am. <laughs> and then recently, I've been discovering that there are more out there. Every time I seem to go on Instagram stories, somebody is doing a different one. So the most recent one I saw was which Star Wars character are you, which I'm very excited to try out. I've already saved that one, thanks to Joe and Amy for uh, doing it on their Instagram stories. And I can't wait to find out. So it's going to be so good. And if we learn anything from 2020, it's the fact that we love discovering things via Instagram filters. I don't this is, think this is going to stop anytime soon. The Poundland engagement ring. If you have been following me on social media anywhere, you will know how obsessed I am with this. <laughs> so of course I've got to chuck it in the podcast. Why not? Like, this is what we're here to do. The Poundland engagement ring is here. Now, I saw them release pictures of it the beginning of January. I mean, it was so exciting because I saw the, uh, the 7th of January, they put an advert out that these were coming back. They came out last year, but when I found out about them, it was too late. Man, Poundland stuff, if it's like the cheesy, weird things that they think of making just for the season, if you're not right on it, it's going to disappear. If Like, the invisibility cloak for Halloween was so hard to get hold of, and it was literally a hanger with a piece of cardboard on it, like a tag. That was literally it. But they were so hard to get. And the engagement rings last year were also incredibly difficult to get hold of. So when I heard that they were coming back this year, and because it's leap year, they brought out the men's one as well. Had to do it. Oh, yes. And I'm... I am a little bit obsessed with the feedback I get on the engagement rings as well. Because... So I went into Powerland on the first day they came out... And they had so such a different selection. First off, they were ring-sized. I have no idea what my ring size is. So when I was there for like ages trying to figure out like matching the rings with my finger, I, I brought a ring with me and I was like, does that look like the same size? So I did that with a number of the rings. The female ones, I figured, okay, I can probably get that in my, my ring size. So it's kind of playing around with that one. And then they also had the men's ones. They were a lot harder as well, just for the fact that I I had no idea what I was looking at. So I got the smallest size. It still doesn't... I tried fitting it on my thumb. It just falls off. So I, I don't know what's going on there. 
<laughs> I get so many different reactions from having these rings as well. I don't know what it is. They just, they're such a good talking piece. The fact that somebody came up with, hey, let's do a, a Poundland engagement ring is fantastic. I mean, they literally only cost a pound, hence the name Poundland. Although Poundland has started selling stuff that's not a pound, but let's not go into that debate. What really interests me about the engagement ring is it's it's clearly, I mean, even in their advertising, it's clearly a joke product. I mean, then I love how not serious they are about these. And yet I get so many questions after getting them. Like I had a number of guys, friends who were like, hey, I'll... I'll get engaged to you. <laughs> so there's that. And then all like older people, I put it on my Facebook and they're like, you should propose to someone. Um, You, you do realise you have to like have somebody to propose to. There's like a whole thing. It is a leap year, so you never know. And then I even, after getting these rings, I even like asked people what should I do with them because I've got like three rings now and I was so grateful for how many people came up with some really really good suggestions it was so good there's so people are so creative from uh, starting a proposal chain in the middle of town to making ring holders like napkin holders with the rings friendship rings you could have like <laughs> there be so many different ideas so if you did give me an idea, thank you so much. It's been fantastic. I don't know what I'll do with them after Valentine's Day is over. I'll probably just put them with my selection of other weird trending things that I have. I've got the invisibility cloak. I've got last year's Valentine's Day gift from Poundland, which was the gift of nothing, which I actually right here with me right now, which I, I'm still obsessed with this. The Gift of Nothing was fantastic. It's literally a piece of packaging which just says exactly what you asked for on it and the packaging plastic is in the shape of a heart and it's empty inside because, you know, when you, like, ask people, what do you want for Valentine's Day? And they're like, oh, I don't need anything. Well, now you can give them nothing. <laughs> I'm sad they didn't bring that back this year because I that was that was amazing. They could have just kept it going. That's it. I'm actually also quite impressed that mine's actually stayed fairly intact. I was really worried it was going to crush it at some point, but not yet. Oh no. So would you use the Poundland engagement ring? Would it be something that you would be up for trying? Just for Valentine's Day. I mean, it kind of extends beyond Valentine's Day as well, because... The man's ring, they kind of promote it as being the special leap year product. So, you know, February the 29th, you could be right there with the Poundland engagement ring. I would love to see how somebody does a proposal with the Poundland engagement ring. Just for the fact that, like, I feel like it carries, like, a certain statement with it. So would that carry through into the whole engagement? Like, would it be part of the joke because obviously you want the engagement to be quite special but also like you have the running joke that comes with like the ring and everything and if you're both as obsessed with Poundland as I am then you know this could be like a whole thing 
There is so much Valentine's Day stuff in Poundland at the moment. You can make it pretty big. Okay, the last trend that uh, I'm going to look at today was actually one that ended up on Twitter. And this is a guy called Alex Christoffi. He put a photo up of some books. Now, if you're a book lover, I'm going to give you a fair warning now. You might not like what's about to happen or what I'm about to describe to you that happens with these books. So he puts a photo up of these books and they're pretty hefty books. You know, like when you get a ginormous book, you really want to read it, but it's big and it's heavy and it's bulky. So on his on his Twitter feed, he says, yesterday my colleague called me a book murderer because I cut along long I cut long books in half to make them more portable. Does anyone else do this or is it just me? So basically what he does, he takes a book and he cuts it down the spine. So it's in two halves. So he can just he just has to carry half of the book around with him and then when he's finished with that half he just goes and gets the next half. So he does like essentially destroy the book because he's chopped it in half. And the picture is about three books that he's chopped in half. Like when I first saw this, I was slightly horrified just for the fact that like when I have a book, you kind of want to look after it. It's a little bit special. But then when I saw this and I kind of thought about it a little bit, I was like, this is actually a pretty good idea because... There's a sometimes I get books and then I either take really long to read them or I just never start because I'm not going to carry them around with me. They're too big and bulky. <laughs> so this partly solves the problem because you've reduced the weight that you're carrying around with you. And as long as you're going to get the enjoyment from the book, surely it doesn't matter. But oh my word, as the opinionated of Twitter loves to be this sparked such a thing i can appreciate why some people are like oh my word you're a book murderer because you have kind of defiled these books you've chopped them in half however if it gets you to actually read the books is it that much of a problem and what i love about this feed is the distinct difference between people who are actually all for this and people who are horrified with the treatment of books. <laughs> just for example, just Keaton now on on the feed says, why are people so precious about the books they buy? Crack the spine, spill stuff on it, dog ear pages, who cares as long as you're reading? <laughs> like, he does make a good point. Like, surely you want people to read these books. You want people to get the enjoyment out of reading. Harriet says... I dog ear pages, underline bits, write notes, drop sauce on them, take them in the bath. However, top athlete says, no, you are a custodian of a book, a bit like a house or a car, which should ultimately be passed on to others. An interesting perspective. <laughs> how can you, how, was it, this escalates then, he says, how can you do this with a clear conscience? <laughs> like, wow, okay. <laughs> Elaine Dover makes a good comment. Get a Kindle. <laughs> like, it's, it's a fair point. <laughs> it's even more portable and stops you cutting books. 
I mean, it is a little bit horrific when you do look at it because, I don't know, it's just the, it's just the idea that you cut it in half. Like, it's not like you could give that away or or anything. As long as you're booking, you're happy with it. Like, do whatever you want. But it's just the idea of like, I don't know. I think it's also the fact that you've gone down the spine. It makes sense that you would do that. But obviously all the imaging and stuff to make that all look proper is completely ripped. Like, it's very harsh. You can see it. But I get it. But if you're like a perfectionist, maybe that just like drives you a little bit over the edge because you're just thinking you have just literally ripped a line down these books. Even when they're stacked together, you can just see the... I mean, I don't know how he, he gets into these books, whether he uses a knife or scissors or, or however he cuts them in half, that they can never go back to the way they were. Another good point, Daniel says, the downside of this is that it becomes possible to lose half a book. <laughs> can you imagine? So you've cut your book in half and you finish reading the first half of the book, you go and get the second half, and you lost it. <laughs> You'll never know what happens. You'll have to search high and low looking for this half of a book that you have literally lost. <laughs> Amy says, I hate everything about this. <laughs> like, like, this is the great thing of this whole thing is you either, like, gain to like the idea and you're okay with, like, kind of just making a book your own and having your own kind of personal relationship with it, whether you're writing things, whether you're dog-earing pages, cutting them in half... Or you treat books quite preciously and you're horrified that anybody would do this any different. <laughs> so would you do it? Would you cut a book in half to make it easier for yourself? <laughs> or are you horrified? When I put this, I shared the tweet on my Instagram and Facebook. And again, it was just quite a polar opposites of opinion. That's what you love about trends like this. You either love them or you hate them. It's like a Marmite moment. So those are our trends of this week. Some really, really good ones. Some very strong ones as well. From the Dolly Parton Challenge, which just looks at how we might use all the different areas of social media, to the Instagram filters, which are way, way, way too much fun. However, they are a pain to find sometimes unless you save them when you've seen your friend using them man they are, they are tough to find or the poundland engagement rings which let's be fair are fantastic and whoever thought let's make a one pound engagement ring thank you so much <laughs> or how about alex christoffi and becoming a book murderer <laughs> i think out of all of these trends I feel like, for me personally, the one that I have had the most enjoyment out of and would therefore probably be my trend of the week has got to be the Powerland engagement ring. <laughs> Maybe I'm biased, but hey, it's my choice this time. You can let me know what your favourite trend of the week was. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, click that subscribe if you want to keep up to date as we look at trends from everywhere we love trends and i'd love to hear from you if there is a trend that's come out that you are a little bit obsessed with 